Okay, um, you'll see the sheets on the bima. Um, also, I just want to draw everyone's attention to the new policies, the hishtadlus that we're doing to keep the general population safe. Um, so, obviously, step number one is we have a mitzvah of doing hishtadlus. So, following the recommendations of the CDC, other expert organizations, we're, we're going to do what we're supposed to do. But of course, as we understand, it does not pattern us from looking at what Hashem is doing in the world, seeing the Yad Hashem, and trying to understand it. So, again, the, this virus, that virus, uh, how do we find what's the Nakuda? I mean, people are darshing the name. You heard, you heard the drushes from the name? COVID-19. You have to be mechabed the, the 19, the, 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 the silent, the silent tefillah. Hey, okay, listen, okay. So that's, uh, you know, that's one. There's many others. Um, I'm going to try to take a look at very, very practical things that this is going to force us to follow certain basic conduct that uh, is going to change our lives in, in, in pretty significant ways and try to see what the message could be. So I was looking at the different guidelines, what's done, and there's basically there's basically three fundamental things that we have to we have to do. We have to wash our hands a lot, a lot with soap. We have to not touch our face with our hands, and of course, the most specifically is your mouth, eyes, and nose. Those uh, the the I remember when I was still in medical school, they were talking about, they were talking about the flu, but the, the corona spreads very similar to the flu. They are talking about the flu, they did, they did some great experiments. They did, uh, had a bunch of guys, college guys, of course, because you pay them 100 bucks, they're willing to get sick with the flu for, you know, for 100 bucks, right? So, so you sit around the table, playing cards, and one of them is like deep, sick with the flu, he's like dripping all over the place and sneezing and like the whole thing, right? So, you got one, the control group, they're playing cards around the table with this one guy who's sick. Take a guess what happens by the end of the week. They're all sick, right? Then, so people are thinking, of course they're all sick, they're all sitting so nearby, and the guy is sneezing on everybody, right? And they're all breathing this stuff, and, you know, the, and then, if you ever had a dog, so if you, if you ever, if your dog ever gets stitches on anywhere, so then dogs, it's hard to instruct them not to bite at the stitches, but they're itchy, so they bite at the stitches. So what you do is you get for your dog, it's like a, it's like a, like a cone-shaped collar around his head, right? So that he can't manage to like bite at him. So take these, take these college guys and they put them into these types of cone-shaped things around their, around their head. 
so that their arms are not long enough to touch their face. <laughs> yeah? So you can do everything. You can play cards, everything, right? The guy's sneezing right in the direction of, of all the Haverians that are sitting around the poker table and they're all playing. This guy who's just like dripping sick with the flu. Nobody gets sick. Okay? Although theoretically it is possible for the droplets and all that stuff, right? But practically... Either he has to do like a really wet one, like right into your mouth as your mouth is open, or almost certainly what happens is his germs are covering the table, the cards and everything. You're picking up the cards, you guys are sharing the cards, and then in comes the finger, touches the eye, the mouth, the nose. That's how it's transmitted. So that's, so number one is the washing the hands. Number two is not touching the face. And finally, the most extreme, if we fail in all of those, you know, it's like, it's like with the Mitzorah, right? So, so, Hashem goes through stages where He says, like, listen, step number one is, I'm going to check, you know, we're, we're going to give you a little bit of a warning, right? We're going we're gonna to send you to the Kohen, we're going to lock you up for a couple of days. Eventually, if it just keeps on getting worse, we're going to need to send you out of the Machina, right? So, to over here, it's Hashem gives us stage, stage. First, start washing your hands. Don't touch your face, and if it gets really bad, so then the person has to be stay at home on lockdown, right? Shuls are uh, going to close down the shuls, going to go close down the Batamidrashim, and you have to stay at home. So, question is, what do we learn from this? This is this is how this changes changes our lives. So, how do we learn? What do we learn from this? Obviously, Hashem is trying to give us a Musar Haskil. Okay, so um, we're we're having some technical difficulties, but don't worry. This is okay. It's it's been sorted out. How, how many operations does it take to record the to record the video? <laughs> okay, Shulchan Aruch, Orachaim. You don't have to go digging very far. Siv Dalid, Simon Dalid, Siv Gimel says Lo Yiga Biyadov Kodum Netila. Before one washes his hands in the morning. You should definitely try to wash your hands as soon as you can. But certainly, under no circumstances, should you do what before you wash your hands? Loyiga lefe to his mouth, velolechotom and not his nose, and not to his eyes and ears. Is that a coincidence? We know Der Hashem, as well as everywhere else, says that Hashem built the world in a parallel fashion. There's the higher worlds, the spiritual worlds, and there's the lower world down here. And the worlds are parallel. Right? So guess what? If there's a spiritual reality called Tuma on the hands, then there's going to be a physical manifestation to that reality called germs. And just like spiritually there's going to be a danger to touch one's mouth, nose, or eyes with his spiritually impure hands, so too there's going to be a physical danger to touching those same areas with the hands that are covered in germs. 
So just try to understand this a little bit, this concept. Where do we learn the concept of Nitilas Yadaim? There's a Mr. Durabonan of Nitilas Yadaim. So Slow out of a Posak, Posak and Vaikra says, Kolasher Yiga Bohazav, the Zav, the person who is spiritually impure, if he touches something, it becomes Tame. And his hands he did not wash with water. Right? Why is that? Uh, the Gemara picks up on the implication. And you're telling me if he did wash his hands with water, then it would be fine? It wouldn't become Tomei? You gotta... We know from all over the Torah that if you want to remove Tumor from a person, what do you have to do? You have to Toivel. You have to go to a Mikvah. Full... The entirety of the person. If one little pinky is sticking out, it's, it's not it's not metahir anything. So so what's so what's the Torah telling us over here? So before we get to what the Gemara Hulan says, so just the 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 dry the the the, the, the technical limud is the Gemara Nida Darshans that it means that the same way the hands are just are just a way to communicate a halacha. That the hands, which are an external part, it's something that's on the outside of the person as opposed to the inside of a person's mouth or other internal orifices. Yeah? So the hands that are there on the outside, they have to be washed. So too, when a person toivels in the mikvah, the entire, every part that's external of himself has to be touched by the water. But the base of Satarim, the, the inner parts of a person, like his mouth, etc., they don't have to have water come into them. But the, the Gemur Hulun is not happy with just leaving it at that, because obviously the, the question would be, okay, but why'd you pick hands? I mean, tell me anyone who didn't wash his ears with water, right? So the, the object that he touched is, is tummy. Right, ears are also external. Yeah, so that's what the Gemara says. So we see here a remez and a smachta to the fact that the hands are uniquely susceptible to tumor. And although it's not a din deraisa because it's not said explicitly enough, but the but the Torah is hinting to the chachamim over here that you should know there is a specific inyan of the yedaim shem askonius. They are always involved in everything, always external, touching everything, groping, uh, interacting with the outside world. They're chitsonious. They are the most external part of a person. Right? If you have two objects meet, they touch by their external part. They don't, uh, you don't have the inside of the two boxes touching, right? You have two boxes with stuff inside. It's the outside of the box that touches the outside of the box. The outside of the person is the part of me that is always interacting with everything else, which is my hands, right? Very rarely do my feet touch anything else besides the floor, obviously. What I'm saying as far as I don't examine things by kicking them, right? I, I, I drag it, I pull it, I push it, I feel it, I... Everything around us is always being touched by our hands. That's that's our hands are the part of the person that's interacting with the external world, and that's chitzonius. That's that's chitzonius. That's the opposite of kedusha of pnimius. So that's why it's specifically says the Maral Ber Gola Ber Aleph. That's why it's specifically susceptible to tumor more than anything else.
Tuma has to do with Chitzonius. Pnimius, true Pnimius, is devoid, it's clean, it's pure of Tuma. Like the base of storm, right? An internal part of a person is, is, is not shaykh to Tuma. That's why it doesn't need to be toiled. That's why it doesn't need to be immersed in the mikvah. Yeah? But the hands, that they are shaykh to Chitzonius, there Tuma has a, has, has a grip, pun intended. Yeah? So the the hands being involved out there in the physical world all the time, they are shaykh to tuma midurabanan. That's why Chazal were attacking an extra nitilas yadaim, rechitzas yadaim. Right? We have to wash our hands now. Of course, in a spiritual sense. That's done. That's that's uh, conceptual. That, that's that's a kli. So if uh, uh, and like we know that during the bubonic plague, that was enough. The fact that the Jews used to wash their hands, that was enough to predominantly protect us. So if, if you want to be super duper, so you wash it with soap also. That's what we're, we're asking here, people, to use soap, get a nice good lather going with the soap, right? Twenty seconds until you wash it off. But the point is that we're seeing how the physical is literally a manifestation of the spiritual. That the spiritual is that the Yadayim are susceptible to Tuma. The physical parallel of that is that they have germs on them. And they, and that's why there's a Takana to, to do the Tilas Yadayim. Now, why specifically not to touch the mouth, the nose, and the eyes? So in the, in the Kadmonim, it's written that a person has, of course, we know a person has an internal, has an ashama, has a pneumius, has an ore, has a light inside of himself. But that light is covered over with kisnos ore. These leather garments that Hashem made for man. They are skin to a certain extent, is, is, a, is a leather covering. And the Ramchal says that if not for the hate, like like the Gemor, like the Gemor Bombasa says that that the heel of other Mauritian shone brighter than the sun. Meaning his, his skin, instead of being kisnos or with an ayin, was kisnos or with an aleph. Like, it's, like it says in the Torah, so shall Rabbi Meir. Right? The, that, uh, that the leather, it wasn't leather garments Hashem made for them, it was garments of light that Hashem made for them. That's what it should have been, if not for the hate. Which means... Instead of revealing all that light, all that the internal light overwhelming the skin and bursting out and shining forth, so instead it became covered with the skin. But HE is still, it's kismus, it's still garments of light, so it's a garment, so it conceals the internal light, but there are these unbelievable places. There are these bakis, there are these slits in, this, in the skin which blocks out my inner light from shining forth, there are slits. And anyone that's ever looked deeply into someone else's eyes and tried to establish a connection with the person understands that, that the eyes are the windows to the soul. Right? And that's why if someone you're trying to talk deeply to someone but he's wearing sunglasses, right? that's just not going to go. Right? Please take off your sunglasses. I cannot talk to you like that. <laughs> because you, there's no bakia, there's no opening for me to communicate with the one inside with the one behind the shield, right? Now, the, so, so in an ideal world, 
uh, if we if man was bitikuno, there would literally be light coming out of these bikis, of these of the light of the of the nostrils of the mouth of the ears as well. And so, of course, that's the window into the pneumius, into the inner light on the inside. So says the Shulchan Aruch, so halacha psuka the Shulchan Aruch, don't you dare take your yadayim, which are chitsonius, you're going to take externality, and you're going to bring it inside, and you're going to touch those openings that lead into the very delicate, very fragile, very susceptible very holy internality, you're going to bring that chitsonius into the pneumius, that's very, very dangerous. It's very dangerous on a spiritual level, and of course, parallel of that is very dangerous on a physical level as well. That's, that's how people get the flu, that's how people get the coronavirus, that's how people get sick, is when they take their hands, which are touching everything, every doorknob you touch, no matter how many times a day it's cleaned, is covered with bacteria, with funguses, and with viruses. All three. Every doorknob, every surface, everything. That's okay. That's chitsonius. It's not going to hurt you there. Where it hurts you is when you take it and you bring it into the pneumius. It's alright for the chitsonius to say chitsonius. The problem is when it comes into the pneumius. And this is where we talk, where we come back to what we spoke about. So are you saying that Ruach Ra in the morning is equivalent to germs then? Is, is really a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the spi- it is the spiritual root for germs. I mean, again, the Hashem created the world, there's a spiritual world which is the root, and the physical world which is the expression of that spiritual world. So the things that happen in the spiritual realms, which is the Ruach Ra, the Tuma, all the things that we're usually concerned with, that is the cause for why down here in this world the, the, there is this concept is, there's this concept of germs these in, these invisible germs right what do you mean meaning does spiritual impurity lead to a higher a higher degree of spiritual impurity absolutely of course <coughs> that's what I'm saying um, so that's that's number one. Now we're going to come back to the discussion we had before Purim. We spoke before Purim about drinking. Two types of drinking. There's Jewish drinking and there's, and there's Akum drinking. Right? The way that the 70 nations drink. Am I going to go and I'm going to become more internal? Or am I going to take my internality and I'm going to spill it out into the physical? And... That's, of course, when a person takes a hand and brings it, and takes that tumor, takes that externality, and brings it into themselves. You take that chitsonius, you bring it into, whether it be in your own thoughts, in, in, into tefillah, or into the base midrash, or into, or into conversations on Shabbos, or most blatantly, into Lashon Hara. What's Lashon Hara? It's someone who takes a secret, Someone takes something that's not known, and he's Megala the Sod. Right? We know Moshe Rabbeinu, we got Pesach coming up. Moshe Rabbeinu said, when, 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 when uh, Dawson Aviram said they're going to they're gonna tell um, on the, to uh, authorities the fact that Moshe Rabbeinu killed the Mitzri, so Moshe Rabbeinu declares, However, the matter has become known. 
So Chazal Darshan. What do you mean? Uh, what, what, what do you mean? It's become known. You want to say to me, oh, they're, they're telling on me, or, or they're, they're going to say. It's not become known. It's not a passive process. It's not something that's been revealed. It's, it's uh, seemingly, no, they're, they're telling on me. So Chazal Darshan, it means no. It means the whole time Moshe Rabbeinu had been in pain. Why is this happening to the Jewish people? Why are they deserving of being infl- afflicted and oppressed this way? And he couldn't figure it out. The Jewish people, they're, they're such good people. They shouldn't be enslaved by the Egyptians. Until he saw that they take secrets and they reveal them to the outside. They ta- they're taking an, uh, information that should be private and making it public. And we spoke, before Purim, we spoke about the concept as, uh, as Rabbi Baruch Leon put it very concisely, right, that, that you can summarize that entire hour-long sheer into the fact that someone who takes his private life and puts it onto Instagram, right, is a, is a, he took something so near and dear, something so special, something so that he shared something deep with someone else, and you take that, put it into a picture, put it onto online, that's what, that's what the thing is. You just took something pnimi and you dragged it out into the physical world. Right? Says, says Moshe Rabbeinu, Now I know why you're Roy for Shibu. Now I know why you're fit for enslavement. Because enslavement is fit for physical objects. Right? What's enslavement? I take the thing, I move it from here to there. I push it this way. I go, it goes there. It reacts. It, it's, it's my slave. It, I, have a, I have a screwdriver, I have a robot, I have this. I have all these different physical things. Whereas I myself, I have a, my own desire. I, I know what I want. Something physical is always at the will of something that's spiritual, that's pulling his marionette strings. So, if that's who you are, that you take the spirituality, and you drag it out into physicality, then you're fit for slavery. And says the Maral, unbelievable remus. The word Achen, is an Aleph, and Chen, Chafnun. Chafnun is Gematria? Uh, 70. 70. And Aleph is Gematria? One. One. So what do we speak about? With Yain, right? We spoke about the Yain is 70, Gematria 70. Nichnas Yain, Yotzer Sod. Right? So, there's the Ochein, the is he saying that the Klausel, the one nation went from being an Aleph to being a Cain, and what's Cain? What's Cain? If I, if Cain is an affirmation of something. If I tell, you tell me, hey, I heard the following. You say, yeah, that's, what, that's how it is. It's known. It's revealed. It's, it's affirmed. That's in the physical world. That's out in the world of seven. In the world of seventy, as much as possible. Cain. Aleph has no pronunciation to it. Aleph is hidden. It's a Pella. Okay? It's also as Pella Aleph. Aleph, Lamed, Pei. Pella. Backwards. So it's hidden. Says Moshe Rabbeinu, these people, they're taking Pneumius. They should be hidden. They should be internal people. They should be spiritual people. And they become a Chitsoni. It's all about, the, you know, my fancy watch and you check out my car and, 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 and uh, what's uh, Shabbos about how many, how many Kiddushas I can go to and how much, how much uh, everything else. The Ramchal used to shrive. The Ramchal said, 
There's nothing left for us to do. The only thing we need to do is to fix up, fix up the pneumias. The chitzonis is already all finished. The external world is done. What we need to do is we need to fix up the internal world. Means if we would just do everything that we do, we don't have to do anything new. Just what we do, if we did it with a kavana, with a pneumius, on the inside, inside of the words, connecting to the concepts that are being said, that are being spoken about, that are being discussed, we bring Mashiach by now. That's, that's the uh, message. Hopefully, we can get away with simply washing our hands, removing as much as possible, cleansing our, the parts of us that are, have to be involved in the physical world, getting rid of it as soon as possible, as soon as they get tummy, I try to clean them, and certainly, not to bring the chitzonius into my own panemius, not to touch my eyes, my nose, my mouth, not to bring that infection inside, and Bezat Hashem will be Zoha, if we do that, with an absolute conviction to stay pnimi, to stay internal Jews, will be zoha that we don't have to be quarantined inside of our houses. Because obviously the most external, kol kvudu bas melech pnima, the deepest internality is you don't leave your house. Yeah, that's uh, in there. Is nothing but you and your relationship to Hashem. Assuming you're not spending your time on the internet. Yeah, so that will be the that, that would be the ultimate if 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 everybody was put into a situation of having to forcefully enforce upon ourselves then we would be forced to learn this lesson it would be Zoha to learn the lesson with the washing of our hands with the not touching of our bakios, of our of our openings to our inside, which means keeping my internality pure, keeping my internality spiritual, keeping my kavanas pure, keeping machshavos chitzonius, external thoughts, out of my mind when I'm doing holy things. That's chus, or bizocha, to have a full hatzolo.